You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to Quest for Love. Hey, before we dive in, I want to talk to you guys about what you are doing on Valentine's Day, because I am hosting the first annual virtual Valentine's Day dinner party. This is an opportunity for women to come together and celebrate themselves regardless of their relationship status. So whether you're single, dating, it's complicated, There is no reason to sit at home alone on Valentine's Day, eating pizza, drinking wine, feeling bad about yourself when you could be here celebrating with us. This is not about fixing yourself or learning the magic words to make every man want you. It's about knowing yourself better, loving yourself more, and empowering yourself so that you can live your best life. So get dolled up or show up in your jammies. I don't care. Grab your dinner and a drink and log into Zoom for a super fun evening full of laughs, love, amazing speakers. and over $1,000 worth of prizes that we are giving away. It is going to be so much fun. Tickets are only $10, and I will drop the link for more info and where you can buy your tickets in the show notes for today. All right, that's all I have on that. Let's dive in to today's topic, which is all about becoming a happy, healthy, and whole person. Now, this is a huge topic, (laughs) which would take much longer than these few minutes for us to get into, but I really wanted to start talking about this today for a couple reasons. So I hang out in a lot of Facebook groups where people have recently broken up or gotten divorced or have something else going on in their relationship status that they're not happy with. And what I see so frequently are women saying that they just broke up three weeks ago and they're going out on a date with someone new and they have all of these emotions and all of these things coming up for them and should they still be doing it? Or women talking about how it's hard for them to move on or they still have all of these feelings for their ex or whatever it is. And I tell them over and over again, that the only reason that you are wanting to move on to a new relationship so quickly is because of how you think that relationship is going to make you feel. Now, the problem with this is that if you give a man the power to feed you, you also give the man the power to starve you. (laughs) And here's what I mean by that. If you are looking for someone else to make you feel important and special and lovable or just less crappy, then you're putting all of the power outside of you. What's a much better idea is to learn how to feel happy and healthy and whole and loved and valuable and worthy and special all on your own before you involve another person. 
Now, I know that's much easier said than done, but I feel like I can speak from experience because when I was going through my transformation, I spent an entire year having no contact with any men other than my dad. And yes, it was freaking hard, but it was also probably the best thing that I ever could have done for myself. Because before that, I would have sworn up and down that I was happy. I had a job that I loved as a teacher. I had a beautiful home. I had a cute dog. I had lots of friends and I thought that I was in love. What could be better than that, right? But the reality was that I was completely unaware of my unwillingness to be honest with myself about what was going on in my life and whether or not it was truly making me happy or if it was just sticking a bunch of band-aids over my raw wounds. Because the truth was my job as a teacher was actually a nonstop hustle for worthiness. I was in debt. My friendships were superficial. I was numbing my feelings with food and I wasn't in love. I was actually just wasting time with a guy who showed up once in a while and told me that he loved me so that I would get into bed with him. So suffice it to say that the first step in being a happy, healthy, and whole human is to get brutally honest with yourself about who you are, where you are, and where you want to be. So to start off with, try answering these questions honestly. Are you a catch? Should the person you're in a relationship with feel lucky to have you? Do you deserve a love that is based on honesty, kindness, open communication, and mutual respect? Are you worthy of that kind of love? Is that kind of love even possible for you? So if your honest answer to any of these questions is anything other than heck yes, you are unable to get into a relationship as a happy, healthy, and whole human. And if you can't go into a relationship that way, then the relationship is likely never going to be what you want it to be. There's a couple reasons for this. For starters, happy, healthy, and whole humans are attracted to other happy, healthy, and whole humans. They can easily identify them, and perhaps more importantly, they can easily identify those who are not happy, healthy, and whole people. And they value themselves enough to run the other way. So you, the not happy, healthy, and whole person, are left choosing from a sea of other not happy, healthy, and whole people, and a few days, weeks, months, years down the road, you'll find yourself again asking yourself, why do I always attract the wrong guys? So maybe you've just convinced yourself that you just have bad luck when it comes to relationships. And this might be partially true, but, and it's a big but, if all your relationship issues come down to bad luck, then it's impossible for you to ever change anything because bad luck is beyond your control, right? Lucky for you, there's a lot more to it than that, and almost all of it is within your power to change. The truth is, people who don't have their stuff together attract other people who don't have their stuff together. So yeah, Prince Charming is out there, but as soon as he discovers that you're not a happy, healthy, and whole person too, he is going to keep looking until he finds someone else who is. Prince Charming does not have time for that. He's Prince Charming and he freaking knows it. So he keeps walking and you are left choosing from his friends who are pretty hot, but clearly also do not have their stuff together. You might have something fun and sexy with Prince Charming's friends and feel better for the moment. And you may even be able to convince yourself that it's love. But at some point, you're going to realize that it's not at all what you wanted for yourself. 
It is essential that you take the time to get your own stuff together before you attempt to have a relationship with someone else. Because when you're not a happy, healthy, and whole person, you are more likely to behave in ways that will never bring about the kind of relationship that you say that you want, and you will sabotage yourself. So you might create drama, act jealous, be clingy, become a doormat, give people more chances than they deserve, alienate your friends, minimize, rationalize, justify things just because you love him or because he loves you. The reality is you're just putting up with that stuff because you're not a happy, healthy, and whole person. If you were, you would have walked away a long time ago with Prince Charming. Now, it is likely that there is some part of your unconscious mind that is still saying, this is the best you deserve. This is the best you're ever going to get. You're not going to find anyone else who loves you. You need this person in order to be okay. So if that sounds familiar, what should you do? How do you get from where you are to where you want to be? Well, for the most part, our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings dictate our actions. So you have to start at the beginning with changing your thoughts. It's not as much about going back to your past and identifying all the ways that people have wronged you or made you feel bad about yourself or caused you to think and feel the way that you do now. It's a lot more about identifying these unconscious thought patterns that you developed back then that are now keeping you stuck and figuring out how to break them and move forward. So I'm talking about really digging into and changing those negative core beliefs we talked about in a previous episode. The negative thought patterns that contribute to these feelings of sadness, emptiness, unworthiness, shame, and the roots of these negative core beliefs can usually be traced back to your past and to difficult experiences that you went through that caused you to believe things like, I'm worthless, I can't trust anyone, I'm a failure, people will hurt me, everyone will leave me, I'm not enough. So let me give you an example of this from my own life. Many, many years ago, I was in a relationship with a married man. Now, I was obviously not a happy, healthy, and whole person at that time, or I would have known that I deserved better, and so did his wife, and ran the other way. But not only did I not run the other way, I stayed in that relationship on and off for two years. Despite the fact that he was clearly comfortable lying to his wife on the daily, despite the fact that I caught him lying to me more than once, despite the fact that we could never go out in public together, despite the fact that he claimed that he loved me but didn't act like it, I stayed for two years. Now, through lots of coaching and exploring the deepest parts of myself, I discovered that one of the unconscious thoughts or negative core beliefs that kept me in that relationship was, I don't deserve any better. Now, the word unconscious in that sentence is a very important one that cannot be overlooked. I did not wake up every day and say, self, I know you thought about leaving, but we both know you're not going to because this is what you deserve. I imagine you don't have that kind of conversation with yourself either because you probably don't even know that that thought is there. I didn't know that thought was there until much, much later. It wasn't until I got to the point where I was willing to be honest and do the work and found the right person to help guide me through it that I was able to finally unpack that thought from all of the other crap that I had piled on top of it and bring it into my consciousness. So the first step in overcoming your negative core beliefs is identifying them. But... 
Thoughts that have been chilling in your unconscious mind aren't just going to pack their bags and move out because they've been spotted by you. All of our brains are equipped with what you've probably heard of, confirmation bias. What this means is that once we start believing something is true, we look for evidence to support that belief and we disregard or explain away evidence that doesn't because our brains really don't like to be wrong. So in my earlier example, for 25 years, I'd been unconsciously filtering in all the messages that proved that I wasn't worthy of real love and filtering out all of the messages that said that I was. When I started spending time with a married guy, my brain unconsciously interpreted the fact that he wasn't leaving his wife as further evidence that I was not deserving of real love. And my unconscious brain actually liked that because it confirmed what I believed was already true. Isn't that crazy? Our brains are nuts. Because after this situation, people told me over and over that it wasn't about me or my worth, but my brain would explain them away because it's uncomfortable to entertain a thought that contradicts the beliefs that we already hold, even if we're not completely conscious of those beliefs yet. So the process of moving beyond these kinds of thoughts begins by creating a positive but realistic alternative, something else that you can think that is both more positive than the negative core belief, but also something that you actually believe. So for example, replacing a negative core belief of people can't be trusted with something like all people can be trusted Yeah, that's a little more positive, but it's probably not realistic for your brain if you've spent your whole life thinking that people can't be trusted. Now, a more realistic alternative could be something like some people can be trusted. So when you come up with a realistic positive alternative to your negative core belief, you can then start weakening that negative core belief and strengthening the positive alternative by consciously seeking out evidence that supports the positive alternative. Here's what I mean by that. Have you ever bought a new car thinking no one else has a green Subaru? I've never seen a green Subaru anywhere. I have to have this one. It's so unique. And then you drive off the lot and what do you see like 10 times on your way home? A green Subaru, right? That's how you program your brain to start looking for something different. But this is not easy and it requires your willingness to be extremely uncomfortable. So when we start to look for evidence that proves the thought that we've already believed is wrong, it creates something called cognitive dissonance aka feeling really freaking uncomfortable. Cognitive dissonance happens when you try to hold a thought or belief that is contrary to what you already think or believe. When this conflict happens, it produces feelings of discomfort, so you are tempted to go back to your old ways of thinking because that was easier and felt more comfortable. So, Here's what I mean by this. Somewhere in my life, I started to think I don't deserve love. And then I spent my life looking for evidence that proved that was true. And I found it everywhere. What I did not find was evidence that I did deserve love. Not because it wasn't there, it was all over the place, but because I wasn't looking for it. And so when I did stumble across it, my brain would explain it away because it didn't want to be wrong and because it didn't want that uncomfortable, unsettled feeling. This also happens when you're convinced that you'll never lose weight, but then you try to think, yeah, I can lose weight, 
Or when you've been in debt for so long that you've accepted that you'll never get out of debt, but then you try to tell yourself some positive affirmations like, I can definitely get out of debt. It feels really weird and yucky, and no one wants to feel weird and yucky, so they go right back to their old thoughts because that's their comfort zone. So in my example, I unconsciously believed I'd never do any better than the married guy because I didn't deserve any better. So when people tried to tell me differently, or even when other single guys tried to flirt with me, I would start to think maybe these people are right. Maybe I can do better. Maybe I do deserve more. And then that made my unconscious mind feel really uncomfortable and unsettled. And so I explained those thoughts away and went back to the thought that was comfy. Brains do not like feeling uncomfy. So mine started telling me that these people just didn't understand my relationship, that these other guys probably wouldn't like me once they knew me, and that all this other crap that would help me get rid of these uncomfortable thoughts and go back to my comfort zone of unworthiness. But here's what I had to realize. My brain is not in control of me. I am actually in control of it. All of this weird stuff was happening in my unconscious mind, but I could control it with my conscious mind if I chose to. Becoming a happy, whole, and healthy human is all about taking control of your unconscious mind by changing your conscious thoughts. But here's the thing. Once you change your thoughts, you change your feelings. And once you change your feelings, your actions change. And once you change your actions your results change. Boom. Mind blown. (laughs) Negative core beliefs can be changed, but it doesn't usually happen overnight. I had and still have a lot of help with this. It isn't easy and it doesn't happen flawlessly, but once you realize that the discomfort you feel with these new thoughts won't kill you and that it is really just your mind playing tricks on you, you'll be able to start unraveling those thoughts that aren't serving you. When I started doing this work around my beliefs of being unworthy and not good enough, I began finding evidence to the contrary everywhere. I found all kinds of proof that I did deserve love, and I stopped seeing so much evidence that I didn't. This was not easy, but it did get easier, and it was essential to changing how I felt about myself and how I showed up in my relationships. And then when my Prince Charming finally came along, I was much more prepared to say, yep, this is exactly the kind of guy, the kind of relationship, the kind of love that I know I deserve. And this is how I know and why I share with you every week that the quest for love starts with you. All right, ladies, any questions, any feedback, any comments, find me on Facebook, shoot me an email, and please, please, please buy your ticket to the Valentine's Day event. We're going to be having so much fun. I can't wait to meet all of you. And no matter what you do on Valentine's Day, I hope that you have a great one and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.